Oh, there it goes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's how we know. It says live. <laughs> okay, everyone. Welcome again to author interviews for the Don't Be Invisible, Be Fabulous book, A Mile in Her Shoes. Today, I am talking to the extraordinary Tia Bottoms. Hey, Tia. Hi. How are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fabulous today. I um, was journaling, well, didn't journal yet, but I was reading um, and just got, I was like, even though you read things over and over and over and over again, you know, today it was like, ah, it really made me remember something really significant about who I'm here to be, what I'm here to do, and to just be it, do it. So I'm I'm feeling really inspired. Awesome. I love inspiration. That's, <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Um good. I this week has been better than last week. So that's <laughs> I'm gonna blame uh the planets. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and stuff. But anyway, okay. I have to say, first of all, you know, I've said this many times, but I will always continue to say it. Thank you so much for being a part of this project. I truly am grateful to have you share some of your story in the book. Um, but kind of like give some insight or say why why now why was when when you reached out to be say you know being an author is something yeah i'm gonna step into that why did that happen for you so uh well <laughs> a few years ago i um i wanted to become a writer um not for writer's sake but just to just to have um, my story shared. And in the middle of that, I had just started, I created a like social media for it. I announced like, yes, I'm writing a book series. And, and then my world crashed, right? I was super, super sick. And um, I mean, I had everything aligned and then my world just stopped. So everything changed. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was starting to get back on that path at the beginning of 2020. <laughs> and you know how that played out. So it's sort of like <laughs> keeps happening. Um, things keep coming up. And all you can do is push forward. So when I saw um, that you were making book six and I was like, you know what, this is the first step and I'm going to do it. So um, that's, that's why I joined in this book. I am very happy to be in book six of your series. So, and I, I hope that um, my little chapter can inspire others to, um, you know, live a life thinking in legacy, thinking in a different way, thinking in a bigger picture, um, and not just so day to day. Like, I think there's a bigger picture in life. 
there is a bigger picture. There's always a bigger picture. And you even, I mean, just the mere mention of pushing forward, really, that is the thing I was, when I was getting ready and I was remembering, echoing, hearing some voices from another um, thing I was a part of. And people were like, they wanted to get back to normal and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, what does that mean? And why would you, you know, why would you want to get back to normal? You know, push forward. What else is available for us? What can you take from, I mean, I, I you know, it's crazy as being in a global pandemic. Um, I mean, think of the magnitude. It happened to the whole dang on planet. It didn't happen to a part of the world. It happened to the whole world. Right. The whole world. I mean, the whole world. I mean, it's like, that was like, really, what, what do we need to get from it? How can we move forward? How can we be more of who we're really here to be? You know, because we all are meant to have more. And a lot of people get triggered by the more thing. Like, is it okay, you know, to want more, to be more? Um, but there's nothing wrong with more. I mean, it's well, why not? Why not? You know, and I think this opportunity everyone's taking to step into being an author, it is a more move. It's like, what else can come from this? And every single person who's been a part of the project always has another step that they know this is going to support them in achieving the things they want to do. You are huge about legacy. And that's why I want you to kind of tell people, you know, when did this start for you? When do you remember the moment that legacy was like, you know, this is really what I want to capture. And then, and then go into why it's about time marker. Cause it, you have a, I love your take on it. So, um, like the branding of why I did it and where I come came up with it. Yeah, I mean, legacy, time marker, legacy, those, that means something to you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, it started with photography and uh, it was time marker photography. So it's marking this time in your life. And because you're capturing that moment, that'll never be again. And after I got sick and starting on that path, that journey, forever my journey of trying to survive and thrive and live actually live my life I realized that everything that meant something to me was about legacy when I had my children I thought my children were going to be my legacy and then I realized that they have their own to create and I couldn't borrow theirs, right? I can't borrow their legacy. Um, they are part of me. And then I realized after I got sick, like everything that I do is about leaving a legacy, making my mark on the world, changing the world for the better. Uh, the books I write, right? The photos I take, the um, influence that I have on other people and giving them hope and through money coaching that I do is actually it's about inhibiting their um, their blocks 
blocking them from creating something so big. And with me, I'm talking about them like you can. There's not like there's literally no rule saying that you can't. It's all in your mind. It's all like made up rules. So stepping into that, stepping into living your life as a legacy and things that will outlive you. Mm. And that's that's my <laughs> my passion to really like inspire other people, particularly women, because that's my jam. I love women and um, I understand them on a, you know, wavelength. Uh, not that I won't like inspire guys. I do too. Like, that's not, but uh, obviously my husband is amazing. I inspire him all the time. <laughs> and you too. And so you have the best of both worlds. You have a daughter and you have a son. So you get to both of those to inspire them. I know for me, I don't know if your son has ever said something to you because you know, my work is around women and women's empowerment and everything. And I remember a long time ago, my son was like, what about me? You know, your focus, I'm like, you, I truly am all about you being empowered as a man and all that. Um, I was like, this is not taken away from who you get to be and what men do in the world and stuff. But I was just like, my focus is women. I, I'm a woman. I know, you know, right. like you, you just connect better. Or you can connect better. Or you just kind of know some things because we we're on this journey. And so, yeah, I love it. And I love the whole legacy, leaving a leg. I think that if people really understood that that is what we are all doing if you're conscious of it or if you're not conscious of it, you are leaving some kind of footprint legacy mm -hmm. on the planet. And if you are doing that and you're not conscious of it, what is it really, what legacy are you leaving? And when you get to be conscious of it, which we are, I think is so much more powerful because we get to at least be very conscious and like, this is how I want you know, to try to lead the impact, to show people another way. And that's the beauty of, you know, telling the transformational stories. You know, that's the whole thing about the books, they're transformational stories. So other women um, can read them and be like, oh my gosh, yes. If she pushed through this, this, this sickness or this illness and she still showed up um, for life, because what else will you do? Well, you could have not done it, you know, you and we wouldn't be talking because you would not be doing anything with your life. You would be in that victim mode. And that's what I love about who you are as a woman and as a human and as a spiritual being and as this um, legacy maker is that you get up and you push through it all you know, you push through it all and you're a military spouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was sort of the training, right? Being a military spouse, they, um, it's, it's interesting on that side of it. Um, I literally had to take classes on being a military spouse because I held certain positions and they train you to be fiercely independent. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, that will come back to 
bite you. And I definitely learned a, a huge lesson in the last couple of years of being sick. And no one was there for me because I had created this persona of that I can do all things all by myself. Mm. And realizing that you do need people, you, people lift you up. And I wanted to be that for others as well. Um, I mean, I've always been giving, but it was, it's hard for me to receive, right? <laughs> so that's part of my journey. I'm still working on that as well. You know, I, I am flawed. I sometimes don't get up. <laughs> I don't get out of my pajamas all day. I, you know, but there's certain times that I make goals and I strive for those. I go for them. You still have to get up. It doesn't matter how you're feeling that day. <laughs> like, yeah, you get up and you get in, you stay in your PJs if that's what the day requires. Um, you know, and I think uh, the thing that shifted for me. So before, after leaving the corporate space, and then I went in direct sales and was almost, you know, in that business for seven years. And then I got the, you know, the download that it was time to create something else. Um, and at that time, I didn't know what that something else really was. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, really, I was like, I'm doing this thing. And, you know, you now I need to do something else to impact women's lives. And the message that I got in my soul was like, yeah, but you need to do it out this product standing in your way because this product is going to limit you on what you can say and who you can be. And I was like, that was, I mean, that's just the message I felt in my soul saying to me. And I was like, wow. And then I got introduced, you know, by going to uh, uh, E-Women Network meeting, you know, hearing about the online world and this social media thing that was totally like, oh my gosh. And I think about, you know, that transition between those two. And then all of a sudden my world shifted. So even though I was, you know, an independent consultant with that company, I was still in a mode where I would never let myself stay in pajamas all day. It'd be no way. Yeah. Well, you, you're, that is sort of your brand, right? You are. Well, well, but not really. I don't think, but maybe people think that. So it's like right. for you to say, but it was just a whole way of being, but it was still, you know, a lot of corporate when, but then when you transition to your own business and you're at home and you are creating content or figuring out what your business is going to be. And then you go out. Well, technically really, if I don't leave to go to anything, um, before, you know, the pandemic, I was here, you know, Trey would be in school, you know, and I was home by myself. I would be at work. And I was like, you know, wow, I'm not going anywhere today. What do you, you know, like, what do I wear? <laughs> and I mean, that was the kind of thing. And I literally had to give myself permission to have a pajama day, you know, and be able to do stuff. And then if I needed, but that, I mean, that's a freedom and people may not you know anybody like me who that's a hard thing to do like i don't believe in pajama day you know going to school in pajamas or going to work in pajamas that doesn't mean like that doesn't, like no but to be in your own 
office and sitting and doing something on occasion, it's okay to have a pajama day. That was huge for me, huge, a huge permission. And so I love you saying that because some people need to hear that and hear even my viewpoint of it because they too may need permission. There are moments where that can be that kind of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can be all things. You can be successful and a bum on Sunday, like whatever you want. Like, <laughs> like, what if, like you were a multitude of things, yeah. like not just an image. I, or whatever, like just even social media, right? Like I post a lot of mainly nice things like good things positive vibes because i feel like it's putting it out in the world Um, that does not mean that bad crap does not happen to me and that is so good to say because that is the misconception and that is one of the reasons why i love women sharing their stories and why i think these books are just um you know magical is so people know that we we are all my as my journal says on the front of it perfectly imperfect mm-hmm. that is who we are as human beings we are you know we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we are perfectly imperfect so with that saying it's like remember that it's okay to know that you're having this life that you get to live and it comes with it what it comes with you know the ups and downs the all that we don't get to be Scott, you know, we don't get to, you know, not have the journeys. And that's right. what I love about the stories because some women can look at me and think one thing or that I'm not relatable or they can't relate to what I'm saying and everything. But they can read somebody else's story and they can be like totally inspired and be like, oh, her story, you know, resonates. I can see something from it, you know, and that's what I wanted to be I was like, how can we impact a world where women can really get into this place of being? where it's that saying that our company says, don't be invisible, be fabulous. And mm-hmm. the whole, don't be invisible to who it is you really want to be. Don't be, which is the main thing is that relationship you have with yourself. Right. Don't be invisible to what dreams and desires you have. In this case, stepping into an author um, and, 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 you know, owning the author status, you know, and letting it take you, where it wants to go which which is where you get to create it you get to decide you know Mm -hmm. speaking coaching more coaching you know next level photography all the things that you get to do in building you know now my whole thing is building an empire build an empire Mm -hmm. impact lives right right i mean and I mean, I could just be like, this is one and done, but that's not my style. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, it, will, it won't because there's many women who have started and I love it. They've started the process of getting in it and then they do their own book, you know, and that's really and that's what I did. I was in a book I was in, then I did my own book and then now and then I do the anthology books, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's the power of it. And I was like, I almost even myself. In the beginning, kind of would like, well, I, you know, in the very beginning, I just decided to not be knowledgeable <laughs> in a way. When I say that, meaning what I tell people, you know, it's like I took that book I was in and I just 
started to just be like, I'm an author, I'm a new author, I'm a new author, you know, I'm using this book to, to build my coaching business and all that. And then I started doing it. And, and this is my MO is that, and I know it is, so I have to catch it. And then all of a sudden a fear will come over me mm-hmm. and I will halt and be like, no, I, I didn't, you know, and just literally stop it and not own it. So, which is why I'm so passionate about women owning who they are. Cause I know we can get caught up in a story in our head and, and not be who we're meant to be. And so I know that's my MO and I catch it now even faster than before, but then I just stopped. I was like, Oh my God, you know, all the things went in my head. Can I be an author? You know, um, uh, I didn't really major in English and all that stuff. I'm not journalism, you know, writing is not really my thing. Um, but it is my thing because I like to talk. And so, you know, but what I found with me owning that is that I attract a lot of women who say I'm not writers. And I'm like, that's perfect. You don't have to be. You can right. just write your story right. from your soul. And, right. and that's what kind of talk about that, getting out of your head and letting the story flow through you. How was that for you? Um, easy. (laughs) I was probably one of the first ones done, right? I think you were were pretty much one of the first ones, (laughs) you know, that was getting it out of you. And, um, yeah, I, um, well, my style of writing is sort of like, I do it all at once. (laughs) I feel something and I usually write in the moment. Um, of it happening. And when I wrote this chapter, it was in the middle. So my chapter is built almost written like journal like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you literally, whatever moment we were in, that was the chat. That was it. Yeah. That was the paragraph that I wrote. So, um, because I wanted to convey the real feelings that I was going through so the reader could be with me and experience them. I I hope I wrote it that way. So like, there's a moment that you might cry. Um, And I cried writing it. I cried reading it out loud to people, like to my daughter and my husband to hear how it sounded because it's real. It's my real story. It's my real feelings. And I think that I use um, situations that people could relate to that anybody would feel those things in those moments. So um, yeah, that's, that's the inspiration that I give that you, we can relate to each other and not go through the same things. Right. And you'll know how I felt and why I do the things that I do. So when you have those feelings, you can also come to the, you can make those same decisions too, you know? Yeah, that is what I love. I mean, you have your story, which is, which is really a now story technically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have other people's stories who people have, you know, from, from another time in their journey that they pulled through, that they knew this was the story they needed to be telling. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just have chills over it all. You know, I have chills because it's just so powerful to read and to shift and then to see. I mean, I I really think each story allows a reader to see 
you transform in your story. And then, you know, it's like, who are you now? It's like, this is it. And then this is what's coming out from that, which is always the beautiful piece. And is always something, you know, to do is always some bigger contribution in the world. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're already, you're doing it. I mean, so, um, so yeah. So, oh, that's what I wanted to say. I don't know if you remember. I forgot to look at yours today. So I was asking people, do you remember your power quote that you put oh, on yes. <laughs> It was probably be the change you want yes. to see. Yes. I mean, that's my fall too. I love that. Like it's um Yes. That I mean and so yeah, I love that. I love asking what's like we'll eventually do. We have a big vision for how to to put those all the things people answered on those on the on the profile, so we know how pe- the journey went for people. Because it's one of the things I wanted to really capture at the moment. Right. When we're saying yes, this is it. We're done. We're approving it. How was this process? What did it bring to you? And all that. And um, you know, and this was this was the book. You know, er- this was the, literally the book forming of everybody in a global pandemic, you know, even though book seven and book eight come, but book six was in the hub of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and, and it, it was like, it just required me to let it be. And even differently than, than books one through five, um, this one had a different, powers that it was going to bring in the world i still truly believe that it has a different power um that it's going to bring into the world and when people get a hold of the book and read the stories i think they'll feel feel it yeah well i mean (laughs) i think if nothing else this whole thing is in the world has been a shift um and it's only appropriate that the book be a shift too. Right. I love it. Be a shift. Yes. Mm-hmm. A mile in her shoes. So that's how I come up with the themes. You know, it's like everybody's story, every different, they're all different, mm-hmm. but they all spoke to me in a way when I was like asking um, God to tell me what is, what's the theme of this book? Because I do, you know, I don't know the theme in the beginning of the thing. I know the theme once I start reading everybody's chapters and what they say to me. And that was like, that was what I was feeling. I was like a mouth in her shoes, a mouth in her shoes. And I was like, that's it. Because I was like, you know, I'm like, you can look at every single one of you. And not knowing because people do look at us and on an external basis and have no clue. Right what it has taken for you to be who you are and I was like this book is going to take people a mile in each woman's shoes to know who this woman is um and so if you're looking and comparing and thinking you know another woman has something you don't have or she's doing something walk a mile in her shoes you know, because each of us got our own mouth, you know, our own mallet in our shoes. Does anybody, I don't want to walk anybody's road. I do not. Like, mine <laughs> is enough. It's right. like, 
you know, and that's what's like no point of comparing or thinking, you know, anything about another woman. And I was like, you know, that's the power of women showing up and being visible and, and being, I don't pronounce the word very well. It's so crazy how I cannot pronounce this word because it's my issue is where I'm being really stretched, but you know, the word I can't say. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. What is Cause you know it. I can't say it. I don't know why. I feel really bad because I'm like super educated and stuff. And I can't say the word, a simple word won't form out of my mouth right. It won't come to my body. Hey, I we all have those. I mean, what the heck? So hard for me. But, you know, I do know where it comes from. And it really does come from the, the whole journey of doing tap, jazz, ballet, baton, and modeling. Those are platforms people, you know, want to know how do you build confidence. Really, as a kid, if that's where your plat where you get pushed into, you learn to build this this level of confidence to be seen, yeah. but you're not being heard. And then people, and it's and it's also the platforms of absolute proverbial perfection, right? And then you take that, and then you go the corporate route. So, the, so telling your, you know, telling something, through, letting something come through you to expose yourself is, is my process. It's like, it's the biggest thing that's hit me for this year is like that. And it was like, I can always, my throat just gets all dry. And it's like, I feel like I'm just can't breathe. And I have to push through it just to tell something. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm really revealing some aspect of myself in ways that is, is shocking. And I mean, deeper things, you know, some things I think are deeper than that I would never have shared before. Like, oh, I don't, this is not me. And then I always tell my friends, it's a generation, I'm, our generation, we don't really, we're not really that open, you know, and it's, this is, you know, so it's that story, but you, you all have been extremely, what's the word? Open. <laughs> That's a better way to say Are you talking it. about vulnerable? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that word. It just sounds okay. crazy coming out of my mouth. I do know. I don't know why. <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Not of me like that. I'm just like. I'm like you know. <laughs> Well, while you were talking, it reminded me of, I had a meeting this morning with a guy out in LA and we met through LinkedIn and he is a networker for podcasts. And he was like asking me questions and I'm talking and he's like, wow, you were way more interesting than I thought you would be. And I'm like, what does interesting look like? <laughs> like what does that mean? Like, how do you know? Unless you start talking, but that to be fair, like he was giving me a compliment and um, he said, well, on your LinkedIn, you wouldn't know all the things unless you talk to you. So <laughs> but that's anybody, right? Is there, are there some people's LinkedIn that look really interesting? I'm like, I'm like, I guess I have to like add some stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Like, that was. I mean, that's an interesting. I was like, 
But you don't know anybody till you talk to them. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, honestly, like, it, I think he was just trying to be like complimentary that I was. Yeah. I was an interesting. Oh my gosh, she's actually amazing. This woman. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I mean, I get that a lot, really. Uh, when I talk to people and they're like, wow, like they, when we have like a deep conversation, um, I guess I am intriguing. I don't, I mean, I'm just being me. Uh, I don't know. That interesting because I've told you before, the one thing I love about you and I know everybody doesn't have it every and unfortunately it's just true I like about your photography work um because I'm you know being on the journey of having branding photos and all that and I remember my very first branding photo session when I went out to, to LA to do it in the questions um you know they the one thing she was like she said specifically which was the most powerful thing I had ever ever you know been told was like she was like all you know when I was picking out the clothes that I was gonna have and and a tie to her project was um a stylist and so I'm a fashion major so I'm cocky right in that way thinking I got that you know <laughs> area covered mm -hmm. um, and she's and the thing that they was requiring was just have clothes with color and at the moment of that when I walked in my closet, it was like, not really any color, just like, not really. Like, right. I was black like, and white, gray. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, those clothes just look good. And, you know, you find them. It's like, it's hard to find, for me, it's hard to find something that had, makes a statement with color at that time. And so I was so. I was, I, she was like, you know, you want to bring out the color? Cause she was like, one of these we're going, what's going to happen is that the pictures are going to capture your next level self. And I didn't understand what that meant, mm -hmm. you know, but I know it's a, from her and working with the photographers I had and stuff that it takes a skill set to see, to do whatever magic you're doing behind that lens right. on that camera. And you definitely are a photographer that has that. And I told you that from the pictures I've seen you kept. I mean, that ability is within you. That's something in you, the photographer. Everyone doesn't have it. Um, right. To be able to, to, to get a shot and you have sometimes somehow transformed that shot of the person who is there. I don't know if it's something you're saying. I don't know what it is you guys are doing to bring it out of yeah. your clients, but you have that ability. And I think because you're so in tuned in that way, that does make you be so deep and so extraordinary, you know, that people have no idea, you know, cause technically you're sort of like behind the scenes in so many ways that, yeah. you know, it's no, cause, and, cause you're, you're that, that's your role. But when you come out from behind that scene, the things that come through you and, and your, your interests and stuff. I mean, when we first had our first call, I mean, and that was just a regular call, you know, it was just like, I was like, Oh my God, I love, and you were not feeling good really. Um, and it was still amazing. Thank you. And I didn't really know you weren't feeling good, but I was like, she's not feeling, I mean, you sort of said, I'm like, she's not really feeling good, but she showed up, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
And that's what it's about. Like, I can't stop being me no matter what's going on. I know. <clears throat> and behind the scenes, yeah, I do. I love to connect with um, my clients and make them feel comfortable because if they're not comfortable, I'm not going to get a good shot. Like, I want them to be natural and like who they really are. And you're right. Like, that's for branding. I am thinking about like, what is their next level? Because these are the pictures they're going to use for that. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and so do you get the comments from your clients where they see their photos and um, the ones that they're most uncomfortable with are the ones that really are their most powerful ones and they just have to grow into them? Do you find that happen? Um, no. Well, yes and no. I really... I don't know. That's a tough one because I'm not sure. And maybe they're just not communicating it to you. It, you know, that's me from my end of being like the pictures that scared me the most took me a while to own. Yeah. I mean, I've had that experience where I'm like, oh, I don't like it. But I thought that was just because I'm a very critical person because I am also a photographer. So I see things, but, um, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, um, yes, there has been, I mean, it has happened like, and I'm just like, well, do you see that? Like, it just depends on how they're looking at it and what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. I have a whole survey to try to minimize the things because I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said, I do a survey asking like, what do you love about yourself? What are you self-conscious about? So it doesn't matter how beautiful I think you are. If I love your jawline and I make it prominent and you hate that, you will not like that picture. So it doesn't matter how beautiful I can make that picture. You're still going to see the things that you find as a flaw. Mm. So it's that accepting who you are and accepting who they are and where they're at at the, at the time. So I really try to minimize it. Even if I think it's beautiful, I might take it for myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, love that. I won't give them that. That's insightful because, you know, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Um, well, I must be bobbing. Because <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I really took this branding photos, even now thinking back to the first ones, the second ones, and then just the ones. I was like, I, I don't think I'm looking at them from anywhere of a flaw, like something I don't like about myself because I'm pretty much like, this is who I am. So it shows, yeah. it shows up. And I tell them don't edit anything really major out of right. how I look because I don't want to look like, you know, Fake. you see those people like yeah. they have I, yeah. and then you meet them in real life. You're like, like who are you? You don't look like that picture at all. It's yeah, like, I need new ones done myself because my hair is dark now and I don't look anything like the, no, I mean, where they people get. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I will love, tell you, they have a lot of stuff there are tricks and posing and that's what I'm trained on because I do I little known secret I hate editing I, I hate it 
I hate editing writing. I hate editing photos. Like I, that's like my pet peeve. So, um, I learned how to take photos with minimal amount of editing. So if I can pose you in a certain way to get rid of the double chin, to slim your arms, like I know all the secrets because like I am not trying to sit at my computer for hours and I still do. And the sweetest thing, my son came up to me after a photo shoot and I was working for days afterwards. And um, he's like, mom, people don't know how hard you work. And I was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make their photo. And that's insightful because I mean, you know what I guess you don't think about that. But here's where I want to say too, editing back to the book. I am so like we don't do, you know, how our our books is like, there's no word count for anyone's chapter. Your chapter is your chapter. We kind of know when it's complete because I don't want the editing out of anyone's life of their story. So that was one of the things, you know, the book I was in, you had to all meet this word count, which means you had to take out a lot of stuff. And I didn't want anybody to have to take out anything in their story um, that was going to be relevant to somebody getting them, getting the transformation. So I love that you have that kind of viewpoint, even with pictures and photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, well, yeah, <laughs> I just, <don't. sighs> but uh, yeah, and I don't like to transform people because I see the beauty in who they are as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I will fix hair. I will fix like a pimple that's not there all the time. Like there's things that like, you know, like happen that uh, you just need to fix like a bruise or something. Like I've had to correct things like that. And, um, and like wardrobe malfunctions all the time. Oh, it drives me crazy because when you're taking a photo, you you can only look at everything for so long when they're holding that pose mm-hmm. and that expression because i'm looking at everything i'm looking at the background i'm looking at their clothes i'm looking at their expression i'm looking at everything and i have like split seconds to make a decision of that one's it mm. and um you know sometimes i get it sometimes i don't but Like I said to other people, when I'm photographing them and they're like, oh, I don't want to look bad. I'm like, you'll never know because I will never show you a bad photo. Like, that's not my job. Like, my job is to make sure you love everything that I print for you. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that there ever was a blink or like a weird face. You'll never know. Delete it never existed (laughs) that's good that's good i love it i love it okay so how where do we end so closing thoughts on the journey being an author saying yes to that and to yourself um i say why not So I used to live in fear. 
I had a lot of anxiety and I was afraid of death. And, um, and I used to think in the what if, like, well, what if this goes wrong? You never think about like, what could, what if something goes right? Mm -hmm. So if you're asking yourself, well, what if I fail? What if I look like an idiot? What if you don't? What if this is the moment that lifted you up? So every time you ask yourself something negative, you have to flip it, flip the script and ask you the complete opposite. Yeah, absolutely. I will agree. Tia, this has been fabulous. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Anna. I think this is a wrap. Awesome. Thank you so much for being the fabulous Doris Birch. <laughs> you are so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay, everyone, this is the end of this interview. We will be back tomorrow with more author interviews, and we will let you know as soon as our book is available for you to order on Amazon. And remember, don't be invisible. Be fabulous. Bye. Thank you.